Welcome for one last mission to the Broken Sun. everyone to the final mission of specters of a broken sun i am arp my pronouns are he or they you can find me on twitter at y caliber follow the show at broken sun rpg or go to our website at brokensunrpg.com i want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the katesi coquetlam stalo Kwantlen, staminas and musqueam people and the treaty land of the tawasan first nation please continue to support indigenous land protectors and their rights Visit the Settler Saturday hashtag on Twitter to find people you can help directly. Today, as we enter the final mission for the crew of the Probable Cause, I am joined by that crew. Let's introduce them. First up, please welcome Velvet. Dark greetings, everyone. Uh, I'm Velvet Fayfair, playing Augustus They Them for this session. You can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. We've also got Michael Blood. Hi, everyone. It's still me, Mike Blood. They Them. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Good Sir Blood if you're so inclined. For the final episode of Spectres of a Broken Sun, I will be reprising my role of Alejo Cabrera. And we're joined by Keekers. One, it's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. I use the pronouns she slash her. Uh, today I am playing CD, who is they slash them. Okay. When last we left off, we had completed our downtime actions. We had had a wake for the dearly departed slip, and each of our characters had found different ways to pass the time and prepare themselves for this mission upon which we are about to embark against the central memory storage here on the sun. Now you are working on this mission in tandem with the solar free state and nope, against the solar free state. You're working in tandem with the surface liberation front and the solar workers union, as well as some other smaller groups that have gotten together and rallied around this banner, flying the banner of the Solar Free State, as well as that broken sun emblem that some people have picked up from the Sunbreakers and are using to fly their flag, pledge their allegiance to the idea of the abolition of this state and its colonial tendencies. I want to add that the broken sun is also plastered on uh, CD's wall in their quarters for Harrow's to look at besides pictures of the Sunbreakers. All right. I think Harrow's finds uh, herself uh, admiring the wonderful graphic design that went into that logo uh, by mm. a very talented artist. Mm. Uh, it is a work <laughs> of art. I'm wearing it on my shirt right now. You might say it's a work of art. <laughs> that's some good finale energy okay so your group's task the task of the crew of the probable cause is to get in to the memory server rooms and destroy them or corrupt them in some way so that people can't keep just backing up and then re-downloading themselves uh, the idea being that this will cause a large disruption in uh, the solar free states operations and their lives, and it will kind of force the populace 
to stop being sedentary, to stop being wishy-washy about it, and to pick basically what they want to do with their lives. If they're going to do the right thing, or if they're going to align against that in the name of their own comfort and continued existence. So it's uh, it's heavy stuff going on in the planning room. You are Everyone is planning from different locations, networked through tenuously placed repeaters throughout the sun, because you don't want to have your entire revolutionary group all in one place together. That would be bad. So instead, you are aboard the probable cause. Terry is in ready room mode. And uh, we are getting ready to plan our mission. Do you want to do any information gathering or anything like that before we get into engagement roles? I kind of wanted CD to, inter- I just wanted some of the characters to interact a little. Go for it. We begin with free play. Yes. So everyone knows now that Alejo uh, was part of Slip, correct? I don't know. Like Terry okay. wouldn't have said anything about that unless Alejo indicated that he wanted that known. Yeah, Alejo is not led on, other okay. than that Slip was instrumental in saving Alejo. So, okay, just, just double-checking there. I asked last session, but I didn't know if it had changed since the funeral. Okay, so CD is hanging outside the room and um, has a bunch of papers that are some of them are blown up uh, security footage stills of the Sunbreakers. Some of them are candid shots. Some of them are uh, actually taken with permission. Um, and CD's holding one up to... Uh, and, and there are other people's faces on it. And CD is just holding one up to Harrow's and being like, okay, do you remember this person's name? I think Harrow's is able to recognize the people without any issue that you hold up she always nods and says yes that's and correctly identifies the person you show her other people like mixed in there like sarah and it's not just the sunbreakers but it's like just everyone and yeah yeah sometimes she'll tell you a few more details she remembers about them as well just to show off that she's remembered this information so uh the cd's like yes and and this is your non-biological brother in a sense Harrow's always kind of raises an eyebrow at this one but she says if you say so what do you mean well i am not uh you know i don't really understand the full context of this but uh if you want me to be part of his family then i will try to do that and i think cd is kind of like take it back and it is uh, like a little like gobsmacked for a second and then says Heros, you know that you are made up of two samples of DNA, correct? I understand that. I mean, isn't everyone in some way? Yes. Um, one of those DNA was taken without consent. Um, I was mistaken at that time, thinking it was consent, but it was not. Uh, but but it wasn't R A P E. I know you can spell it. It's just hard for me to say the word. I understand the context, CD. I'm saying is I barely know Emran. I never met Hector. I know you. But you remember things that Hector knew. That's what you've told me, but I, I don't have a frame of reference here, CD. I just know what I know. Yeah. You do know I care about you, right? I understand that. You have taken good care of me. You must care about me. CD is like, well, I'm glad that you know that you are cared for but i i need to prepare you in case uh on this mission something happens to me 
Well, I hope nothing is going to happen to you. That's nice to hear. Um, and CD kind of like looks at Alejo and is like, yo, uh, Iron Man. I don't know how I feel about that one, but okay. <laughs> I understand you communicate solely through comic book and TV references. So I'm going to have to accept this as a baseline of normal. What do you want from old yeah. Iron Man? Yeah, I'll call you Alejo. Sorry. That is what you can call me. Yes. Okay. Did you need something? Now, Alejo, I, I need to ask you something. Uh, heroes who are aware of Alejo here. Uh, Alejo, if I don't come back from the mission and you do, I need you to help Harrow's uh, and Terry. Terry will probably be instrumental in the fact that we're going to have to come up with a contingency plan of Harrow's guardianship. So I understand that you think that there's some sort of... I is Okay. Harrow's is not a grown woman. No. I'm three weeks old. Okay. That is... That explains the green. I assume you're a science experiment by the horrible people here. Yes, exactly. Uh, someone had the idea that um, a way that we could live down on the habitat would be to take their DNA and splice it with some of our own and then inhabit those bodies to live down there. Jesus Cristo. That's horrible. <sighs> well, at the time, I helped. I see. And you want contingency plans in place? for in the possibly inevitable case that you should perish. Yes, uh, I am. I have accepted the fact that I will die, and that is good, that when that happens, because of uh, crimes well, I have committed. I am so not emotionally prepared to help you deal with this. I, uh, I also feel zero responsibility to help you do this thing, um, whatever it is you're planning. Heros, I, I get the sense that you are fairly aware despite your three-week age, um, should your guardian here perish, I will uh, help Terry do things. I, I have I, um, all the best to you, CD. I will go now. Okay, this has been great. Thank you. It's, it's, I'm not asking you to be the guardian. It's just asking if you'll help Terry. Yes, CD, I, I, have, I will be able to help with this. You don't need to worry about it. See, there you go. The, the big buddy himself says it's okay. So I'm not too pressed about it, but, you know, I'll be here. And Alejo, like, lightly punches the, the robot body. Again, got to reiterate, super uncomfortable right now. I'm going to leave. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry to make you feel uncomfortable. Unfortunately, that's a little bit my shtick. Yeah, he appears, he appears to have left. Uh, and then... CD turns to Harrow's is like, don't ask Augustus for help. Okay. Is Augustus bad? Slip said not to trust Augustus. But Augustus is coming with you today. That doesn't seem smart. I believe that they think they can use us for their goals, and I hope we can use them to accomplish our goals. And Oh, I think I get it. Yes, but I don't want you to. Do you understand? I won't ask for Augustus's help. Okay, good. Uh, I think before you go, Harrow's uh, says, oh, wait, I had something for you. Oh, I do love surprises. She goes into that area in your room where she set up that mini forge 
and she comes back out with a metal it's like a, a circle it's yeah it is a circle and she hands it over to you and you can see that it is like a magnetic on the back so it can attach to your chassis and it looks like a type of locket so it's smaller smaller than what mm. what's a what's a good standard it's a locket it's about the size of a pocket watch thank you that that's good okay cd looks at it and is like well thank you very much does does this open or is it just she points out the clasp on it to show that it opens oh opens it when you open it there is a picture of you in your human body and underneath it haros has molded in gold 21 grams oh my gosh i'm actually tearing up right now i don't know what to say she smiles stop saying you're not coming back thank you she nods and i think she tries to give your robot body a hug as well uh cd accepts this hug and hugs as best as they can as a robot please be careful cd We'll do, kiddo. Who else has got something they want to do before we plan? Uh, is Yolo around? Yep, Yolo's around. Chains is around. Crate's around. Sarah's around. Like I know Great. the like gun. Um, there, it, you know, a pair of fine pistols is on the um, sheet for a scoundrel. I just thought it would be fun to role play out acquiring some from the best person sure. for that. You're gonna go on a shopping trip with uh, Yolo? Something like that, to that effect. If it's Probably not a shopping trip, but I'm sure Yolo has a small arsenal on himself at all times. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So Yolo is out behind the probable cause, and uh, they're practicing shooting at things, like uh, in a VR sim simulation. They have a VR helmet on over there, regular. Uh, as we recall, Yolo has a sort of a tall, uh, slightly distended humanoid form for their robot body. I think uh, Leho is um, watching until yolo takes a break and like lifts up the visor okay. yolo takes the visor off their face after a while uh readjusts their hat and turns around to see you and they pause a little oh hello there hey how's it going oh, so far so good just trying to make sure that my eyes are sharp as ever not a feeling i am uh gonna be needing to get a crack at that too was wondering if i could take a turn why not i'll just uh yolo picks up the visor, the VR visor, and makes some adjustments to it. You need to make adjustments when it's being used by human eyes as opposed to these cameras, but uh, that should work. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this is this seems familiar. Okay. So Yolo gets those onto your face, and you find yourself in like a simulated shooting range. It's got, it's like those, I don't know if you ever played Metal Gear Solid 2, there was uh, VR missions that you could go on where you, the character, are fully rendered, but the rest of the environment is that green and black 3D rendered stuff. It's basically that enemies pop out from different areas and you have to differentiate between friend and foe when you're firing. Yeah, okay. I think Alejo like boots up the suit and um, you know has the helmet like reclined in order to wear the visor and just starts going through the motions while trying to carry a conversation with Yolo. Mm -hmm. um, possibly trying to show off a bit for both himself and for Yolo. <laughs> just like okay, i can do this still but then i'll uh, do a fortune roll to see how your showing okay, off sure. goes yeah so a fortune roll i guess using your scrap rating five is not bad yeah that's not bad he says hey not bad uh, at one point uh he steps forward and 
like helps you adjust your stance and the way that you're holding the gun. And they're like, okay, you know, try, try that one more time. Yeah. So Alejo uh, goes again. And then um, now that he's got a firmer grip on how the sim works and like the response time for the helmet and his own movements, he talks to uh, Yolo and says, a simulation's well and good, but I have it on good understanding from the from our mutual friend, the ship, that uh, you are the man to talk to for getting guns. You find yourself in need of a weapon? I'm going out there soon. You are? Oh, he looks, I guess that's what the suit is for. You would be right. All right, well, I wouldn't want you to go out there without uh, feeling prepared. Let me see if I've got something in my collection. I'd appreciate it. And then um, Alejo finishes the regimen there. Hey, much better this time. Okay, so Yolo turns and goes over to, he's got a little camp set up with some of uh, their belongings, and they kick a trunk, and the trunk pops open, and it's got these folding out sections, uh, and it folds out, and it's just a trunk full of guns. They're all nicely kept in, like, foam cutouts and such, but lots of different weapons in there. I see. You're a man of particular tastes. (laughs) Uh. Well, it's always good to be prepared, and you never know when you'll need an extra one. In my line of work, well, my former line of work, I had need for a variety of different weapons at a variety of different times. Mostly handguns, I see. Well, I do have a brand. Yeah, the whole shoot-from-the-hip type look about you. And, yeah, they wink, and uh, he kneels down flaring his uh, duster up behind him so that it doesn't get bunched up as he as he kneels and he starts looking through and says "Uh, let's see are you able to carry a heavier weapon or do you need something on the lighter end i'm more of a handgun person myself i see i see well he taps a few things and moves things around so that uh, a different selection like the the pieces within the trunk rearrange themselves into different configurations so it's like and bringing up different sets of guns as he taps at the at the keypad uh, and eventually he settles on a set of of six three pairs that come up and uh he says these are all around the same weight and take similar types of ammunition the question is at this point do any of them catch your eye that is um that pair of twins there shiny ones he lifts them out of their foam cradle and uh, weighs them for a moment, then they pass them over to you. I think that should do it. All right, then. Uh, and he uh, passes you a couple of clips as well. Okay, perfect. Um, then Alejo is like, how did they say it in the movies? Much obliged. Yolo tips his hat to you, standing up and sweeping around, and uh, he says, anytime. He's hoping there'll be another one. I have a feeling. Alejo stalks off. Yolo resumes uh, his practice. So I guess at, at another point, he goes over to Sarah and is like, so you going to stay and, and help or? Well, all these refugees arrived, so don't really have a choice at this point. Honey, I, I know I'm a little off, but I, I hope you can see the sense of what I am trying to explain to you about all of this CD gestures being wrong. Sarah shakes her head and she says... Look, I'm here. I brought you the core. I'm trying to help. I just, there's a lot that has happened. And it's not fair to expect me to be all gung-ho and on board about this. You're right. I'm sorry. It's fine. I know this is your passion, but it's not mine. I'm just trying to do the right thing. That's all I can ask of you. I love you. 
she pauses in what she's doing and then she puts her tools away and turns around. She puts uh, her arms on either of your shoulders and looks you very pointedly in the eyes and she says, you are not going to die out there. Yes, your uh, your sister said the same thing. She frowns again and shakes her head off and says, Mom, mm-hmm. you've been acting for a long time like you want to die. Yeah, this is true. We've been part of a bad thing, a horrendous thing. That doesn't mean that you deserve to die or that I deserve to die. Uh, yeah, I think I'm starting to see that. And if you must torture yourself, which seems to be your favorite thing in the world, think of it this way. What's harder, dying or sticking around and doing the work? uh, You're right. And uh, your other parent would be very proud of you. She nods and pats you on the shoulder again and says, and I love you too. I'm actually crying right now. (laughs) So there, mom. (laughs) Sarah's good. Yeah. She's a good character. A good noodle. I'm glad. (laughs) I want to imagine that CD's eyes are leaking like a fluid. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no, my room oil everywhere. No, there's a scene in uh, Return to Oz where a robot man actually cries. It's one of the like the heart wrenchingest scenes of my childhood. That will always stay in my brain. Sounds really bad. Bad? No, it's beautiful. Like, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. He does anything but live, but he still feels, in a sense. What's Augustus up to? Nothing good. I think I'm just going to take a moment to check in uh, with my associates that, you know, everything is Gucci. Yeah, they seem to be letting you know that they expect you to hold up your end and then they will hold up theirs and your new associates, I guess, are you briefing them on what's expected? Are they coming along or they're not coming with like the main group, but they'll be there. Oh, they're going on ahead. Yeah. Okay. Lay some groundwork for y'all. The meat boys, the meat boys. Okay. Oh no. But it's boys with an I. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of oh. course it is. We've established that's the canonical spelling on the sun. Perfect. You're, you're taking my thing and weaponizing it. These are meat boys, not beef boys. There, there's a very fine line. Okay, okay. Not, not even the, the whole host of these meat boys um, compares to the sheer mass of crate. Uh, <laughs> I have to say that I'm really disappointed with YouTube that the only clips they have of Return to Oz that I can see right now are basically like the two terrifying scenes. And I'm like, come on, there's more of this movie. <laughs> There's more this movie than the really scarring Wheelers and Mombi. But those are definitely part of it. Don't Google Wheelers if you are faint of heart. Don't Google this film right now. (laughs) It is a lot. (laughs) All right. Should we jump into our engagement role? Yes. I think so. All right. Let's go crazy. Planning and engagement. Your crew spends time planning each job. They stand in the ship's galley and review flickering hollow displays of terrain, look at stolen schematics, whisper plots and schemes, while pointing to makeshift figurines placed on haphazardly sketched notes, bicker about the best approach, lament the dangers ahead, and lust after the cred they know is waiting at the end of the job. This is a 10 cred job. Wow. A lot of money. Yeah. It's a, it's a small treasure hoard, enough to buy a small ship. Uh, but who's you, gonna, the players, oh 
don't have to do the nitty gritty planning. The characters take care of that off screen. All you have to do is choose what type of plan the characters have already made. So our options are assault, deception, infiltration, mystic, social, and transport. Uh, so assault is do violence to a target. The detail is the point of attack. Deception is lure, trick, or manipulate. The detail is the method of deception. Infiltration is trespass unseen. The detail is the point of infiltration. Mystic is engage mystic way or er power. The detail is the arcane power that you use. Social is negotiate, bargain, or persuade. The detail is the social connection. And transport is carry cargo or people through danger. The detail is the route and the means. I have to say that I finally found a still of it, of the robot man TikTok crying. And it is amazing. Does TikTok, does oh, TikTok no. have an opinion? That's so sad. Mission yeah, plan. You could yes, yes, because CD is TikTok now. Um, <laughs> almost, it's like TikTok, but his brains have run down. Um, but yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, we this new team. CD says to Augustus and Leho, basically. So we're gonna go in. And we're going to blow it all up. But I would like first for us to restore everyone's memories and then blow it up. Might a mass uh, remembering, so to speak, be rather debilitating for all parties? Yes. And, uh, I mean, it will be one hell of a distraction to escape from, to use to escape, I mean. That's for sure. But that means that you my good man, will probably have to be the one that detonates it and, and uh, get us out of here if we're completely debilitated. I think I can handle that. CD does a thumbs up. Sounds like it might be infiltration. Yeah. Probably. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Okay. So the point of infiltration, you have access to the schematics of the uh, Sodality headquarters that you're going to be getting into. So... If you want to study those with some type of gather information role, you can probably find potential points of infiltration. Yeah, I'll hit that. Okay. So you want to do a study uh, fortune roll? Okay. Day six. six. That's very Nine. good. Okay. So you are studying the blueprints and uh, you're able to, or schematics rather, well, I guess it's blueprints of this building. And you can see that it is set up slightly differently from the standard building that we've seen everywhere else. Externally, it still looks the same. It's still the big oppressive gray cube with no windows, but uh, it does have a different set of requirements because it has big, powerful servers in it. And those big, powerful servers require big power and they require big, powerful cooling. So there are big, big vents that you could potentially get into. They let out quite a ways from the building. Um, and there's also a way that you could conceivably get in through a, uh, let's see, what's another option that could be interesting? Now, we've done sewers before, so they'll, they'll have planned against that. And you've done roof before, so they'll plan against that. So I think probably the best point of infiltration for you is going to be those vents, because they don't exist in a lot of other buildings. They're fairly unique to this one. Looks like our best way in is going to be these vents. Uh, the uh, servers have to get rid of quite a bit of excess heat. Okay. Uh, do we know how hot it is exactly? Because uh, I wouldn't want us to go in there and melt. Uh, how hot is this exhaust? It's not going to be enough to melt you, but it is going to be uncomfortable for Alejo. The Terry suit will be able to protect you from the worst of it with 
you know, the life support it has built in. I think Terry would let you know that once you give them the information about the, the heat. Yeah, the worst of it, uh, the armor is going to take off. The two of you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to cook for a little bit, but been through worse. Funny, that happened rather recently with the Sunbreakers. I'm sure you'll be able to tell me the story after. Oh, I'm. it was a bunch of teenagers from uh, the station down below came up here um, and helped set some Andromedans free, and I, w- I was there. You let a bunch of children attack the government? Uh, teenagers. <laughs> Closer to adult, really. More adult than teenager. Yeah, and the CD's like, uh, all I can tell you is that they are very determined, and they're the ones that broke the sun. Remind me to buy them a drink. Actually, I think some of them might also prefer cheese. Then I will get some <laughs> cheese. Okay. <laughs> is there any other info that anyone wants to gather before we do the roll? The, the detail on this, for, as far as security, must be rather horrible. Yep. Okay. There's, uh, you know, it's, uh, this is a highly guarded building. There are a lot of people that you're going to have to get past one way or another, uh, especially to get into the actual central servers. It's going to be a a challenge this is a really difficult job you're embarking upon okay go ahead can i study up some security details of course yeah okay likewise be a fortune roll because thanks to gashroom you have access to a lot of these files that you really shouldn't oh so i don't just roll my study uh no you well you can that's fine this should just be a fortune roll with your study so Mm -hmm. we won't we won't worry about the uh position and effect hey nice a six. Okay. So you are able to get a full set of uh, like guard rotations and the path they take, as well as information about where the cameras are and what blind spots they might have. You might be able to determine that from the information that you're given about the model of camera and so on. So you have an excellent set of information about how to avoid security going in. Okay. So it looks like if we do it this way and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Here's the plan. Whisper, 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 whisper. All right, break. Let's go. Okay, fortune roll. Uh, oh, sorry. Item loadouts. What loadouts are you all bringing? Uh, heavy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess it's sneaking so heavy. I mean... Heavy does make sneaking harder. But... Okay. I, uh, CD's going to do normal because it's just a difference between one and, you know, between normal and heavy. Yeah, Sam, I'm thinking normal. Okay. Uh, so... Major advantages or disadvantages? Is this operation particularly bold or daring? I would say that yes, it is. So you're at two at the moment. Is this overly complex or contingent on many factors? Uh, Get in, blow it up, get out? No. Does the plan's detail expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? It actually does. So that's three. They're not strongest against this approach. Uh, So you're at three. Can any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation? You are part of a multi-pronged attack on this facility so that's four enemies or rivals interfering in the operation not at the moment beyond the people who are there and there are elements you want to consider they are a higher tier target so i'm going to remove one for that so that's a three die engagement roll our best one so far (laughs) it really is (laughs) i honestly have some words uh, I want to exchange with you, Arp. Uh, That's two ones. Two ones and a two. One, so, one, two. So we got a two, which means we're in a desperate position. <laughs> yep. Mark experience. Uh, not for an engagement role. Well, well, I mean, when we 
start rolling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Arp, Arp, I'm gonna go to location redacted and fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight me. You want to fight roll twenty? That's the haunted one. That's so haunted. All right. Uh, it specifically does not like uh, specters. I wonder how it'll treat season three. Oh my gosh! I just realized something. Mm-hmm. Go off. I don't know where the doll is. Don't this... tell us these things <laughs> now. <laughs> no, don't don't tell us that. <laughs> That's the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> realized. Uh... I can't think about that right now. Because I have to do this, but I'm so... in a desperate situation. Yeah, this is the desperate situation. I feel terrible now. Why would you say that? <laughs> That's awful. I mean, I I suspect it might be in this other bin, but it's not where I thought it was. I just realized it because I've been cleaning lately. Mm 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 mm. No, that ain't right. My dummies. So you make your way in through the vents. Yeah. Yep. It's uncomfortable. Uh, Alejo, despite the best efforts of this, uh, of this exoskeleton, you still find yourself uh, sweating profusely inside the suit. Uh, fortunately, the suit is wicking the moisture away to like recycle, like a still suit kind of deal. But that's not pleasant either. And nope. uh, <laughs> as you make your way through the vents, uh, you get to the end of the vents, you make your way from there into what is essentially a large room where the vents the venting system meets and this large room as you step into it suddenly begins to shake and rumble because you had come in at a specific time based on the information you got so that you would avoid the gigantic fan blades um unfortunately what has happened is that that there is an emergency test of the cooling system going on right now so this room you're in, the rumbling begins and the ceiling cracks open and the floor cracks open because both the ceiling and the floor in this building are actually very large fans. You're in a desperate position because you're about to get chopped up by big old fans. Okay, I, I thought that maybe the fans would be like ahead of us. You've gone through like sets of fans coming okay. in through the venting system, but this is the central chamber where, like, the main fans are. Okay, so it's basically multiple fans. Yeah. How could they take my greatest asset and use it against me? So saith the dice. CD looks at all these fans and is like, okay, so we could... How big are these fans? Wait. They're, like, room-sized. They're really big fans. The big boys? I'm getting flashbacks to, like, a level in every single Spider-Man video game ever. (laughs) CD looks and is like, okay, if we get on one of the fan blades, we could not be in the path of it. And then if they rotate in uh, time, we can just move from one to the next. What? Use the blades as platforms and go in the direction we need to go. Uh, Matt, what direction is that? Is it down? I hope it's down. Uh, I'm going to say down, sure. And there's multiple sets of fans that we'd need to abseil through in order to reach like yep. a walkway. Mm-hmm. You will need to get out of this venting system somehow. Now, listen, I brought around a few surprises. I could get us out of this tunnel, but it's going to give up the element of surprise. Uh, if you want to try to turn them off or get them to think it's an all clear or do something screwy, now's the time because I'm going to start blasting. Ooh, I do like blasting, but I would like also. Element of surprise. What the do you fans think? are moving now. They are spinning up. Augustus, 
What do you think? I agree we should maintain the element of surprise. Uh, I'm trying to brainstorm a way to perhaps hack the system, as Alejo suggested. Um, Alejo looks around for some sort of um, like degenerated intelligence interface system in this vent, if such a thing would exist. You can... Do an action to try and find one. I would love to. Okay. That's probably study. What do you think? Study makes the most sense. Okay. Uh, so you are in a desperate position, and this will have a standard effect. Uh, because of my serendipitous, we have a plus one gambit, so that puts us at three, right? Yes, you have three gambits to begin. Uh, y'all don't mind if I spend one of them for a bonus die? Go for it. No. Save us from the fans of death. A five. Man, two four. Nice. Okay. So, desperate consequences. Hmm. Okay, so you have a heavy load. Yeah, um, that doesn't help. Okay, I'm trying to find desperate consequences that are going to be uh, useful here. So you've got, all right, I'm going to reduce your effect here to limited. And because the uh, air from the fan system is starting to pour into the room, the fan blades are starting to move more quickly. So it's difficult to actually see and stay in position. And uh, in addition to that, I am going to start a clock. Just to pull you all over to a new page so that we're not getting confused. Pulled us from the clock hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, right. yes. I'm going to start a four-step clock here. Tick it once. Is the clock for us or for the fans? Uh, this is the clock of you getting destroyed by fans. Ah, of oh. course. Or of the fans reaching full speed, I should say. But you do see there is on uh, one side of the room, the side of the room across from you is an access port of some type that looks like it might be, you know, electronic access port. All right. It looks like there's an access port over there. I can throw whichever one of you thinks. Uh, Just to make sure, what was, uh, does uh, Augustus have any hacking? I have a singular hack. Who too. Uh, but I did bring hacking tools, or was going to like declare them anyway, so if you want to throw me over, I can do that. Yeah, I think I'll, uh, I'll burn a stress to give you a, a bonus die. I'm like, okay, and I throw your robot body over the tunnel. I glide gracefully, because I'm pretty aerodynamic. Okay, uh, so are you going to, you're going to try and hack in here then? Yes. Okay, and you've got your hacking tools you've declared? Yes. That brings you to desperate standard. Cool, cool. Uh, and Alejo... Is helping for that bonus dice? Yep, bonus die or effect, um, whatever you want. Does stand bonus die? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Five. Hey, you got a five. Okay, we got, we got fives. Okay, so let's see. You do it, but I control the one risky. Okay, so you do this. Um, I am going to, for one of your consequences, tick fans full speed twice. Bring it up to three. And the second consequence is going to be uh, creating a new clock of security. Oh, security. As they detect you messing about with their security system. All right. Uh, So you are hooked in. What is it that you're doing? You've got access to the systems in this room. Uh, Definitely whatever would make it easier for us to escape. So maybe slowing the fans down if I can't like. You delay their startup. Shut down the test. Yeah, I think delay. Because, I mean, I, I doubt I'm able to, like, you know, shut down the, the test. Not from here. Not yeah, with, so uh... then I'll just slow down the fan as much as I can. Okay, so the fans are a little bit slower, uh, but you are still in a desperate position. Security is on their way. Don't forget to mark your experience as you're doing desperate actions. So the fans, there's a groaning sound as the spin-up slows down. It's still beginning to spin up, like it's still going to get to full speed eventually, just not as quickly as before. 
you've got a window to get out of here. All right. I would love to lead an action where we abseil down the tunnel. I'll set up multiple repelling points and just try to control everyone else's descent. Okay. So we are going to reverse, reverse, repel. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So leading a group action, um, scramble, right? Yeah, definitely scramble. Okay. Um, we get a plus one to avoid capture. If that, if you think that applies, I don't think that applies here. Uh, you're not directly in danger of being captured here. You're just in danger of being destroyed by fans. Are we still desperate? Yep. Desperate standard. Mm-hmm. Desperate standard. Group action. Everybody rolls their scramble. Oh, not bad. Yeah. So we got a for four there. Yeah. I mean, considering it's zero dice, four is pretty good. Yeah. I, I done did a sport. Hopefully someone gets a six, though, because desperate consequences do suck. Oh, wait, I need to roll. <laughs> Everybody's got to roll. I was zoning out there. I'm, I'm listening to some music on a low volume, but enough that I got distracted. A lo- low fine tunes to uh, TTRPG with. That's another four for me. It's another four. All right, CD. Okay, standard. I take one stress for each failure. Right, okay. Yeah. So no stress. Oh, okay, you take a stress. Why were there two dice for my scramble? I have zero in that. Yeah, it's, it rolls two and you take the lowest. Okay. That's the zero die. That's how zero dice works. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, let's see here. You don't got to say it because I'm going to resist, Matt. <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, I don't know. know what to resist first. <laughs> All right. Okay, one controlled, one risky. I'm going to stick with that, I think. One of you is going to take level two harm as you get whacked by a fan blade. And I am going to tick the security clock by one. Oh no, security. Oh, if, just to remind you all, if uh, someone takes a level two harm, we do get a gambit. <laughs> so I'll resist the security if someone doesn't mind taking a level two. Um, I am very squishy. I don't mind taking a level two harm. <laughs> you know CD. Okay. CD's down. Gambit's a gambit. Yep, okay. Well, uh, they're not down, down, but, you know. No, I mean, like, uh, you know, th- th- they're down uh, to risk it for the biscuit. Obtain the grain, as it were. And I'd rather take some harm right now, because I only have so much stress. Mm-hmm. I feel that, yeah. All right. So what will we call this harm? Uh, I think, let's see, uh, it's level two, so I'm going to say bent. It bends part of your frame. Ooh, I want to. I want to say it's CD's legs. So CD's hobbling. Your treads? No, CD doesn't have treads anymore. Oh, I missed that. This is the the new CD body. It's got legs. New CD body has them legs for days. <laughs> legs go all the way up to their hips. That's legs, how legs work. Legs <laughs> Everyone go all the way to the top of their torso thing. Horrible. <laughs> to the top of the bottom of their torso. Yeah. That is how. <laughs> That's a body, everyone. <laughs> Welcome well, to I... anatomy class. With CD and gang. <laughs> okay, so you want to resist ticking the security clock. Um, yes. How are you going to do that? Huh. I, think it's, I think it's probably insight. You're probably going to have to do something technology-based. I think. Either you'd either be like breaking into the wall to try and distract security or doing some hacking or something along those lines. Yeah, probably. I think Alejo probably i think um oh goodness i'm struggling i think it's probably that uh like alejo blows something up outside our point of entry that yeah that he had set up prior okay do you have a remote detonator or do you want to do a flashback um 
I don't have a remote detonator. I can declare a detonator. That's. I think that's probably it. Okay, then yeah, I'll just declare that. Unless uh, we want a detonator to be a grenade. I think it's been both throughout the course of this game. Yeah, I don't think it matters that much. I think that Crate made it for you, though, because he does like those remote detonators. Yeah, if you declare your detonator, then this is a zero-stress flashback to you planting something outside, as you have the opportunity to do that, an easy opportunity to do that on your way in. Yeah, okay, I'll declare the detonator and with insight? Resist with your insight, yep. Just one. Yeah, you take a stress. All right, good. So that means the fan's full speed clock is no longer an issue, and security is still at one tick instead of two. Okay, you are no longer in a desperate position. You are back to a risky position now. You hear the, uh, there's like some dust and a few pebbles rain down on you from the ceiling as you hear a rumbling from the explosion outside. Uh, And tink, 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 things rain down on you. That's going to give us a little bit more time. Ooh, all right. That sounds good. Okay, so you're making your way through the hallways here. You're following the guard rotation and such that uh, CD was able to find for you. So for the most part, you are not at huge risk of being discovered, but I want to do one roll to see how far we get before, you know, before anything goes wrong or if we're able to just get all the way to the target area without uh, tripping any of the security or anyone being out of place. So I think this... I'm going to suggest you do a group action here. Okay. Okay, what are we rolling? I guess another group scrambly. Skulk, probably. Oh, Skulk, maybe. If you want to do a quiet, then yeah, I'd, I would suggest Skulk for quiet, if that's what you want. Yes. Oh, sorry, there was just a loud uh, bunch of instruments playing in that song. <laughs> uh, who wants to lead this? Does anyone have Skulk? Yeah, I have plenty. I'll do it. Okay. Okay. And um, CD, you are at minus one die for Skulking. Because of your bent leg. Okay, so desperate. Are we still desperados? No, you're risky. You're risky. And because you, and only because you have this detailed list of schematics, only because of that, you are at standard effect. And negative one bonus die. Almost a six. Okay, so I'll roll the CD skulk, and then we'll just say the minus one. You can't just roll your skulk because it's at one die. Uh, So you need to roll two dice because you'll be at zero die in skulk then. You can roll so, something you have zero die in, and we'll just take it as your skull. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Sorry to talk over you. No, that's okay. So with One three? Yep. Okay, so Alejo, you take a stress, and our best result is, again, from Augustus, uh, we got a five. I didn't have that negative one. I might have gotten that six. Maybe. Right, risky consequences. Um, I am going to just increase the security clock by two, I think. Okay. I think maybe a camera catches the tail end of one of your, like maybe because CD, you're the one that uh, failed the roll. Maybe because your leg is bent, you aren't able to move through the camera's blind spot quite quickly enough. And like it gets a flash of leg. Flashing leg at the camera. Mm. Leg. Ooh. Scandalous. The Victorians would be horrified. All right. So, right. You make it to the outside area. You're just beyond the, the like, lobby that leads into the central server area you've gotten through the vast majority of this building without being detected although there was that brief moment that you think maybe maybe my leg was on camera hard to say in the lobby there are guards though like there are uh two guards who are just always in front of the door to this part of the facility they're just always there there's a pair of guards there they are in large um robotic bodies that are they're like a rectangular prism shape stood on end so like long and tall but it's also 
a little bit tapered, almost a triangular body. Uh, there's a singular camera lens on the front side of the top of this uh, monolith shape. And each one of them has a uh, pair of arms and then a uh, a wheel sort of thing, like an orb at the bottom that they roll around on in multiple directions. And both of these are a mauve color with gold highlights. What is mauve? It's a kind of purple thing. Okay. Close to fuchsia. It's a, are, yeah, it's a light purple. One of the first colors that, it, well, the first color was a synthetic dye. Oh. A little history back there. It's definitely on purpose. <laughs> I put a picture of mauve in the vision board. Oh, right on. Thank you. No problem. If one of you can get the two of them to come over here and I get the drop on them, it's going to be over. Ooh, I can be a pretty good distraction. I was just about to volunteer tell you. <laughs> <laughs> See, gets really excited and then uh, pulls out their violin. Okay. Uh, it sounds like this might be a setup action. Yes, this is probably a setup. Okay. Uh, uh, so a setup action, this is some type of social thing. You're trying to get their attention. So what do you want to roll for this? I really always want to say a tune when CD plays the file. <laughs> <laughs> one day. Maybe one day. Uh, I don't know about this one. I think, yeah, I don't know if you're attuning to anything with your violin right now. You're trying to get attention. Yeah. Maybe like a command or a sway. Well, wait a second. Um, should I push myself? Can I push myself in a setup action? Yeah, you can push yourself. You can use a gambit. You can do all the things you can normally do on an action. It's just a setup action will give whoever acts on your setup uh, increased effect. Okay, so uh, CD is a doctor and not a distraction. But I guess in this case, they are a doctor causing distraction. One time CD was out on the field and there was no painkiller, so they had to distract the person while they were, while someone else was cauterizing the wound. Okay. Uh, and did so with music, I assume. Yes. Okay. So set up another character with your action. If you achieve it, any team members who follow through on your maneuver get plus one effect or improved position. Okay. So I'm guessing that I'm at risky standard. You are indeed. Right. Yes. You got yourself a six. That's very nice. good. Uh, so that means that uh, you start playing the violin. Do you have a song in mind? CD starts playing the Return to Oz Rag March, which is the song at the end. Okay. So as you are playing it, the guards uh, rotate a bit to look at each other and their camera eyes on the front flash at each other in some type of code. They don't say anything. Uh, and then they both roll over there to check out what's going on in this hallway. They have their weapons drawn as they one of them stands next to the hallway and the other one goes into the hallway to, you know, see all of you there. Um, before they do, if they're in front of the hallway and I just hop out from around the corner, John Woo style and use my fine sidearms, spring an ambush. Okay. Let's give it a shot. Um, okay. So I get a plus one die if I attack from hiding. Okay. And you either get improved infect or improved position. You are at risky standard right now. I'll, uh, using my fine sidearms, is that going to make it risky great or is, is that why? That's what gives you standard. That's what I figured. Yeah. Uh, let me take risky. Let me take risky. Great with improved effect then. Okay. 
Risky great. Anything else that'll help you on this roll? I'll have three dice. Is this a scrap or a skulk? This is scrap, I think, if you're jumping out to surprise them like that. All right. It's going to be three dice risky great then. Okay. Okay. Five is the number of the day. You got a five. Okay. So you leap out and you blast your uh, fine sidearms borrowed from YOLO, uh, these two monolithic uh, mechanical men. And let's see here, what should we do as a risky consequence? Well, uh, simple enough. I'm going to inflict a level one harm and adjust the clock for security, which would fill it. Level one harm is going to be uh, smashed, I think, as you are firing. You take out the one that that was about to come into the hallway with a blast right through its eye camera. And the other one comes in like right behind it, like a finely, like a well-oiled machine and just slams you in the chest with one of its arms. Sure. Um, I, I have tenacious, so I can, I'm going to take that harm, but I can ignore it. Okay. Uh, so the security clock fills up, which means there's going to be an alarm. You are at your destination. There's still a, like a, 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 a guard droid though, right? You just took them both out. Oh, yeah, the other one's there. Yeah, the other one, I think I'm going to say you took the other one out, like it smashed you, you fired your gun at the same time. All right. Yeah, so you got them both uh, with your roll, but uh, yeah. All right, out of time, we're moving. It's great effect after all. So positively smashing. The alarm goes off. You start to hear the sound. You're a really funny person, CD. As Alejo starts running down the hallway toward the doors, you start to hear the sound of in the hallway behind you, uh, security doors slamming shut, coming down from the roof, like, thum, thum, thum. move it or lose it. CD starts rushing. Yeah, there's a big old door in front of you as you get into the lobby here. The cameras have seen you now, uh, so there's not really any point hiding anymore. At this point, I think you are gone loud, as they say, in the business. But here's this door. That is what they say. All right. Anybody else bring any more explosives? I used mine. Hmm. Or do you have a more deft way inside? Give me a second. Do we have any more gambits left? You have three gambits. Okay. Because I was thinking I would hack and then um, also use one of the gambits to get inside and lock the door behind us. Is that possible? Uh, You'd have to do something to lock the door, but yeah, it's possible. Okay. Okay, I've got your back, CD. Get us in. Uh, so now I'm going to hack. Still risky standard. Or wait, no, is desperate. What is What position am I? Uh, risky standard. Plus one bonus die for the gambit. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's a Good six. Hacking. That's six. Which okay. gives us back the gambit? No, wait, it doesn't. It does not. Not in this system. That's next season. Okay, so sorry. Did you declare hacking tools for that? Oh, yes. Okay. That was what that was why you had the standard effect. Okay, yeah, the door whooshes open. Whoosh, it goes straight up into the ceiling, and inside you can see this room that is—it's um, very cold. You can feel a blast of cold air come out at you. It's like an airlock situation. The cold air blasts out. You know, you can sense it, but it, it doesn't freeze you or anything. Uh, inside, there's just these towers upon towers all over the place. Um, Alejo, this looks familiar to you for some reason. It's just a each one of these monoliths is like a tube that is filled with a different color of like matrix style scrolling characters going from uh, the top down to the bottom and then over and over again. There are five of these set up around the room in, you know, there's a box shape. There's four of them and then one in the middle uh, in the center of the room. Around the edges of the room, you can see that everything here is automated. There's uh, things moving on tracks along the ceiling. 
keeping stuff cool and uh, keeping things like well oiled. There's just all these automated little things moving around on tracks to keep the room operating. Each one of the pillars has a different color. There is a red one, there's a blue one, there's a gold one, there is a purple one, and then the one in the center is uh, white. That's the color of the text that's scrolling. Would you look at that? All right, you wanted to perform a mass exodus, you better get started. Call me Moses. Okay. Are you leaving the door open? No, uh, I want to lock it. Yes. Okay. That might be, you could do either hack or rig for that, I think, depending on what, on how you want to do it. I'll, uh, I'll take care of the door. I'll get it stuck permanently. They'll need to cut in. Get going. Okay, I guess so. Alejo will do that, and then CD will try to talk to the machine. Okay. Augustus, are you going to help with this part? Yeah, I can probably help with the machine, the server portion. Okay. To connect to this machine is either going to be a hack if you want to use your tools to get at it, or it's going to be some type of a tune if you want to dip into the sim to see what's going on around there. I have two ranks in a tune, just so people are aware. Okay. So tell me how, what it looks like. Are the two of you, like, is one of you assisting the other? I mean, I might just supervise. Depends on what you're trying to do. Okay. Well, this is this is the place. This is the situation. This is where you've got to get to work. Base is the place. And in fact, I'm going to start a clock for the server here. Okay. I will roll my attune. Okay. So I've started a six-step clock for the server, memory server. Okay. And when you fill that clock, the server will be dealt with in whatever way makes sense in the narrative at that time. Okay. So quick. So to attune. Yes, yeah. go ahead. Do I get the extra die from Augustus or not? That depends. Are are you aiding Augustus? Are you taking the stress point? The uh, stress point to help? Uh, no, I'm just letting CD have the first crack. Oh, okay. okay. So uh, this is going to be <laughs> noise. <laughs> I was going to say it's risky limited because you're working on this server, but you did roll a six, so that's good on a risky limited for that. Uh, let's see here. One time. Hey, it's in a tune. So what is this? What what is CD physically doing here? CD's touching their locket and just putting their hand on the main uh, thing, and it's just like, "Can you hear me?" I think you hear a lot of voices speaking at once, and you start to see flashes of memories that are not yours. As you are connecting to these machines, you can feel it um, pulling at you in one direction or the other. And I'm going to add a tick here, uh, two ticks, as a limited success for the memory server. Okay, that's probably keeping you pretty busy, I guess. Um, Alejo, do you want to deal with the door? Uh, yes, I will declare some repair tools and just like try to break the, uh, the mechanisms that allow the door to open. Okay, so that'll bring you up to standard effects. You're still in a risky position. Uh, what are you going to, if it's a rig, it'll be standard effects. Yeah, I have two ticks of rig. Okay. Let's give it a shot. Oh, and CD, did you use a gambit on your attune roll? You didn't. So that yeah. means we have three gambits. I'm going to use a bonus die then. Okay. I will take away one of those gambits again. That's a six. That's a six on the bonus die too. Musical gambits. Wow. Okay, good. So with that, you are able to get the door closed and shut. It doesn't look like it's going to be opening again anytime soon. Like you've essentially broken the mechanism enough that it is stuck shut. So you'll have to find another way out of this room. but. No one's getting in that way. All right. I think um, Alejo tries to set up um, where there is cover on that door and try to just case the whole room, look for other points of entry. How's it going over there? A lot of voices. 
part of me wants to say that like something on CD's face, like their display is just kind of normally their eyes and it's just their eyes, uh, but flickering in and out uh, instead of the regular eyes is a picture of Anubis. Okay. While CD's doing this. So uh, can so CD is attuned. Can CD like try to attune again to? You might want to do a different action because you are now attuned to it. Okay. Ah, uh, I could do a study to figure out how CD would reset or remove the edits. Okay. So that's probably hack or study. What do you think? Which one do you want to use there? You want to use study. Okay. Uh, with the study, again, you'll still be in a risky position. I think it'll be limited effect to start with. Okay. Well, a five. Not bad. Okay. I'll take this one more time. You can start to hear outside. There's a pounding sound on the big door. Obviously, the door is not opening, but you can now hear the security is right outside trying to get in. Running out of time. And dun, Alejo, dun, 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 Alejo dun, is dun. Uh, setting up a, a tripod. But that's what we can see him doing. Okay. So as this is happening, there is a rustling sound, a, a slight rustling noise. And you turn to see Alejo as you are keeping your overwatch. There are three people here in this room, other than the people that you are expecting to be here. They are coming out from behind one of the five pillars, and each one of them is holding an assault rifle. It's a group of meaty boys. <sighs> And they look briefly around the room and they whip up their guns and begin firing on Alejo. You're going to take the level three harm perforated. Um, I'm going to declare. Ooh, that's rough. Declare my armor for one. Okay. That'll reduce it to level one harm. Okay. I'm out of load. Um, that reduces it to level one. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll give that level one harm rattled as the bullets like the Terry exoskeleton armor absorbs a lot of the damage that these bullets are going to do to you, but you're still staggered, like you're sent staggered backwards and like land on your butt. These are, um, these aren't sun goons, are they? These are, you know, they, each one of them has a robotic body. They've got fairly standard looking tough guy robotic bodies, similar to that Nokia style one that uh, we saw our axes in during slips battle. They're just big Nokia bricks. Yep, they look like a big Nokia brick with arms and legs and an emoji face on the screen. Um, I think the 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 helmet comes down over Alejo's face because he was trying to set up something else. He sees the three burner bodies and uh, the goggles like light up on my helmet. And uh, Alejo says pointedly to Augustus, it's a nice try. You're going to have to swing a lot harder than that. Is this happening behind CD or? Yeah, I mean, you and Augustus are over by the central pillar. Diddy's like head kind of spins around uh, 360 owl like. So it turns around and comes back to where it was. Oh, no, I <laughs> I know what you meant. I'm just I'm just being a jerk. Uh, I misspoke. Yeah. So and CD sees this and then CD turns to Augustus and is like, is this you? Is this me? No, it's just a business. And then I will slap them with the MP. Oof. If I may. OK, I, a lot of things are going to happen here first. <laughs> so i have shoot first uh when there's a question about who acts first it's me and i'm ready for anything when being ambushed like impotency uh to all actions during a flashback my first flashback costs zero stress okay um so augustus you are attempting to plant that emp you procured on cd yes okay 
And you took the moment to say it's just business. So in that moment, what does Alejo do? Keeping in mind, you are still under fire from three assault rifles. I think, so my first flashback caused zero stress. I think I had Terry get um, into contact with Gastrom to have a heavy blaster stored in this room. Okay. Now that is going to be a difficult thing to manage. Let's see here. How would that, I guess they could try to redirect something from elsewhere in the facility. Uh, I'm just trying to think of how feasible this is as a flashback. Again, potency to all actions during first flashback cause stress, stress. Okay, right. You would have to do an action during this flashback to make this work. And I'm trying to decide how that, what would that would look like. Uh, let's see here. This is probably going to involve hacking. Okay. Because you'll be working with Gashram and Terry to hack the like automated delivery system here to move a heavy blaster into the room instead of something else that's supposed to be in here. So uh, that costs you zero stress because of the ambush. And you'll need to do a, because you would be hacking into this system, but you would have help. Uh, I would say risky limited hack action. Um, we have two gambits. You have two gambits. I'm going to use a gambit for standard effect. Okay. What's a devil's bargain, Matt? Ooh, okay. Uh, so this is a devil's bargain for the flashback action, not for what's happening right now. Let me think. For the flashback action, yes. Yep, uh, for your hacking in the flashback. Um, oh, okay. The devil's bargain in your flashback action, your hacking is recognized and section blue sends back up to be in this building. Oh, that's so fine. Oh. All right. Wait, if does that mean? Oh, you know what that means. <laughs> Oh. Let's not pretend. I'm getting them all at once. <laughs> okay. All right. Risky standard. Two dice. Okay. Um. Let's do it. Four. Okay. I'll be honest. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Uh. Let's see. What's the consequence at the time? Well, obviously, we know that section blue is here. That's something that we'll see when we get back to the present. But the actual consequence at the time. Do. Risky consequences. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start and click a talk, ta tick a clock twice here. That is section blue getting through the door. Okie dokie. Uh, hmm. So you would, was, uh, you had the hack stuff to stop CD from getting EMP'd? That was to have a heavy blaster in the room. Yeah, right. That's to have so, a heavy blaster in the room. This is just to say I have a heavy blaster, and then I also act first in. In most combat situations, and so I hope to blow Augustus away with this heavy blaster before Augustus EMPs you. Before you shoot, just to clarify, did you take one damage from the robot in the hallway? Yes. I mean, one, like, harm? I took. Can you have two one-harms active at a time? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, so you're going to attempt to shoot with the blaster. Uh, right, so you have the level one harms. Those give you less effect. So I think in attacking Augustus here with your heavy blaster... But I ignore them because I'm tenacious. You ignore them because you're tenacious. Penalties from harm are one level less severe. Okay, so you have standard effect to attack Augustus because he is standing right next to CD, and I assume you right. don't want to hurt them. I... I'm so sorry. It's all good. They are standing right next to CD. Uh, probably. Um, would you say that if I'm attacking from a hiding or spring a trap, this counts for a plus one die? I don't know about that. Let's see here. Springing a trap would imply that you were expecting Augustus to do this. 
Uh, this was a trap for Augustus that you have set. Is that what this is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Then you have an extra die. Excellent. Is this a risky standard scrap? Yes. I love you, Velvet. <laughs> it's all love. <laughs> we, we, we knew it was going to come to this. It's a six. It's a six. Augustus, that is, I think, level three harm blasted. Okay. So I'll declare my armor then. Okay. Is that just level one harm? Let's see. What would that be? What is, what is a heavy blaster, Alejo? What is it? So you know those absolutely ridiculous weapons that Gunner, Stone, and Harding had? Guy. 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 Yep. Guy Hard. Yeah, oh gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know those r- ridiculous weapons? The life-held guns, yeah. This is a mounted version of that. Okay. So it, uh, I guess so, it's right on the wall behind you. Like there's a panel that you know this is the panel that has the blaster in it. And uh, tell us what this scene looks like, you two. Oh, both of us? Oh, um, Alejo and Augustus. Yeah, so Augustus is about to hit um, CD. I figured something was coming. This blaster will be useful no matter who uh, is shooting at me. But uh, this was for Augustus. And so Alejo opens up with this ridiculous weapon. He's like, I never got to shoot one of these before, but... I figure you're as good a target as any. So Augustus, you have declared your armor. Are you going to attempt to resist the level one harm after that? Or are you just going to take the level one harm? Oh, I can resist on top of armor? Yes, you can. Oh, sure. Okay, this is a prowess resist. Good luck with that. Does prowess still work if I don't have any dots and any prowess stuff? Yeah, you roll zero die. Go ahead. Do it. (laughs) Going for broke. The finale. Okay, so you take two stress. That's okay. All right. So Augustus, you've been blasted, staggered back a little bit. Um, You've got your EMP, but haven't gotten it onto CD. The three meaty boys are continuing to open fire. They're basically advancing pretty, like, they're not super good at this, but they're good enough that they're competent. Like one person advances while the other two cover. One person advances while the other two cover. They leapfrog it like that as they're coming up towards Alejo, hoping to keep your attention so that Augustus can finish their work with cd cd you are tuned into the memory server still you could disconnect from it oh that would reset the clock though but the cd is wirelessly connected so if you take your attention off of this then that means you are going to we're going to reset the clock okay okay so i'm wondering if i'm wondering if i could take part of combat medic because it's interesting. It says you may expend your special armor to resist any consequence while tending to a patient. And part of me is like, am I allowed to bend that around that I am attending to a virtual patient? Hmm. There isn't a consequence coming at you right now, but I think I would allow it if you are attuning with and trying to like release the essentially memory block here. Yeah, that, that's what CD is doing. Because somewhat spoilers there is an intelligence in this system oh yeah yeah okay this is fun so i get to tick my special armor and i guess roll is this going to be hack a tune or is this like technically doctor since they are treating uh so i don't think you know that this system has an intelligence in it I'm just, I'm telling you that out of character, but so it's depends on how CD is approaching this. It is basically hacking, but, uh, it's, it's up to you what you want to roll and I'll tell you what the effect will be based on that. Well, okay. So if I, okay. So I, the good news is if I do this, uh, while tending to a patient saying that this is a patient, 
Uh, that means I can resist any consequence. With um, your armor, yes. With the special armor. Does that mean that further down the line, I could declare other armor too? <laughs> yep, you can declare regular armor, yes. That's separate from your special armor. That's what I meant, okay. So I guess I'm going to do that. I don't know if that's more a tuning. Um, you tell me what you want. I want to say that CD, like in this virtual space, you see this uh, Anubis standing uh, there, and their eyes are shut. But well, their eyes were open, and then their eyes shut, and uh, one of their ears lifts as if trying to triangulate where uh, they're hearing the blockage or sensing the blockage. Okay. So, sorry, what's the role you want to do? Guessing that's a tune. Okay. Or else. That's Buddy. Yeah, so you're at uh, risky. Oh, actually, you're in a desperate position right now. Uh, desperate limited. You've got someone trying to get you with an EMP. That's desperate. Yeah, I get to XP. XP. Okay. Well, that's a five. Okay. So as a five, uh, I take this up one more time. We're now at four out of six on getting the memory server dealt with. You're making your way through the firewalls. You are swimming through a sea of other people's memories. And as you see, there is a pulsing center that is represented in the sim as you're seeing it as like this glowing polyhedron. And you can't quite count how many sides it has because it's always changing. But around it, uh, represented in the sim, is all these chains that are holding it in place with a big old padlock in the middle. And you sense something almost calling to you from this floating polyhedron that's chained into the midst of this memory server. As you are going, there's constant distractions because every step you take through this unspace, you are walking through another memory. You see intimate moments. You see shame, anger, hatred, but also love, compassion, and uh, healing moments that you have no right to see but you must make your way through them as you attempt to set all of these free the consequence here is that i am going to fill the section blue clock but i can resist that consequence you can resist that consequence by expending my special if that's what you want okay then i will not fill the section blue clock yeah so um near the mark that your special armor is used up and yep. What's going on out here where uh, I wanted to say people something. are not in the memory ocean? Go ahead. CD wanted to say something looking at the lock and CD's like, oh, great. I left my Magatama at home to unlock the Psylocke. <laughs> so what's happening out here? <laughs> Alejo, these goons are advancing on you steadily. Augustus, you have just been blasted away. I mean, you're, you haven't been knocked across the room or anything, but uh, you're still a few steps from CD. I have, a, I have another gift for you, Velvet. Go for it. Um, Matt, uh, on the scoundrel sheet, it says mystic ammunition doesn't cost any load. Okay. What is that for you? I have, I may or may not have stolen from YOLO and these are like imp rounds for robots. Ah, okay. So a type of EMP, um, bullet basically. Yep. So this says it's a large caliber shell designed to be fired from a specialized gun that releases mystic energies when it hits. It grants potency against mystic targets. So you have... Basically, it's a large caliber shell you're going to fire from your heavy blaster mm -hmm. uh, that you've got here. And the mystic energy is an EMP that it's releasing when it hits. So it grants you potency against, you know, a mechanical humanoid. 
It's my hope. Okay. So you plan to fire on Augustus again? Yeah, these, this is for Augustus. I'm going to let those goons get a bit closer first. Okay. I think in order to get this shot off, you're going to have to resist getting shot yourself first. Um, then I will tell you what, if I were to target the goon squad instead, would I still be facing that danger? Um, you're in a desperate possession yeah. regardless because you're under fire. Absolutely. If you try and take out the goon squad, then you can re- remove that particular obstacle to you taking on Augustus. But the time you take doing that will, of course, give Augustus time to do things because you are just one person. Yep. So I'm going to uh, send a round down the pipe at these at these meat boys and give them the what for? Give them the business. <laughs> I load a shell that has the business written on the side of it. <laughs> Um, so they're tier zero and you're tier one. So this will be desperate great effect. Okay. And does that factor in the, um, the fact that it's mystic? Because you get it... one of those. Okay. Desperate great. Scrap, I assume. Uh, yeah. If that's how you want to do it. Where are we at for gambits? Two. Um, everybody cool if I take one? Yeah. We had like light side points and dark side points. <laughs> that's what this, that's what these dice are right now. Basically. Um, so that's going to be a three dice. Desperate great. At these goons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six. Okay. They are, they're gone. How do you, how do you deal with them? Describe this to me. The, this life gun um, has multiple barrels. So I am, I shot a burst at Augustus who planned to be shot at. So Augustus had to back off for a second. I rotate the barrels um, using the computer interface. The barrel rotates. I load this um, amp round and it discharges like a grenade and it impacts near the group okay so you're sorry you're using the mystic ammunition on them yes okay all right so yeah in that case the emp lands on the ground and even their you know uh, hardened nokia bodies uh scramble their faces turn into you know the eyes turn into x's and the mouth becomes a frowny face with the tongue sticking out and then the displays flicker and go blank the three of them fall down on their face augustus what are you doing in this moment there, there, there's a brief moment of relief as now I don't have to pay the meat boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I think uh, this did not go as smoothly as I planned. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my gambit. So I did bring out along my spooky gauntlet only with the happy box because I was afraid of any whiplash from the sad box. And I'm going to just like ET phone home cd's head and try to use them as a conduit to exert my will on the memory servers what do you think cd i said that augustus can try okay so let's see here how is this going to work you've got the like that's that's a precursor technology you've got the gauntlet there um okay so i think this will be cd needing to resist this consequence okay um, this sounds like to uh, avoid the to avoid being used as a conduit in this way. You're going to need to resist with your resolve. Oh, my weakest, my weakest one. Am I also rolling? Our- no, this is to establish the link. If the link isn't established, then you can't roll through. Okay, through CD. So CD first has to resist the link unless they don't want to resist it. Yeah. Can I use something that's zero load? Like to, what? Um, the locket. What do you want to do with the locket? See, these going to touch it and therefore strengthen their resolve. Okay. Um, 
Sure, I'll give you a bonus die to that. Heck yeah. Friendship. Love. Family. Heart. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you're rolling 2d6, and we're hoping that you, you roll. You're going to do it. Well here. It's going to happen. Yeah. Whoa! Oh, wow. All right, I don't even feel bad anymore. All right. The dice is broken. That's I don't even feel bad about this anymore. Oh, okay. Augustus, pack it up. Pack it up. That's go home. <laughs> no, I, I don't even feel bad about this anymore. All good. Okay, so you roll the crit on yours. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like it's... he did it. I told you it was time. Eso mismo. Hoy es la día. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, CD. So you clear one stress. I did from that, and um, I think as you're holding on to it, you remember telling that story to Heros and. Uh, you know, the, the moment that you shared there that led to this engraving of, uh, sorry, the embossing of 21 grams onto this locket. And touching that, you are reminded, well, what what is in your mind? What is it that allows you to resist this so strongly? I want to say it's a crowd of the people that CD has lost. So a few comrades in arms, um, including Slip and Riley. Um, and I guess uh, echoing what Sarah said, um, sometimes it's harder to live than to die. Okay. So all these moments flash through you. Augustus, on your end, you are reaching out and touching CD with the happy gauntlet. And as you do, there's a moment where it feels like you are making the connection. You are getting through them and into that sea of memories. And there's a feeling of triumph that is welling up in you until in front of you in the, the sim as you're about to enter it, you see Slip. Of course. Their avatar barring your way. And what do you think Slip says here, Mike? Hmm. I think it's something really innocuous like, Slip uh, shakes their shakes their finger at uh, Augustus and says, "Didn't I tell you that I was going to come back?" I want to ask though, like, is this just CD's memory? Oops. It's a little more complicated than that. Okay. Slip is haunting Augustus. Okay. So this ghost of, in many ways, your rival bars your path and. You can feel this outpouring of determination from behind Slip's avatar as CD rallies with the, you know, power of love and friendship. And you are rebuffed and I think physically kind of blasted backwards across the room. It's not a physical harm thing, but like the force of this blasts you backwards and the gauntlet clatters to the ground. Um, you're not out or damaged or anything, but this effect has failed spectacularly, giving uh, the other two time to rally perfect very anime speaking of which you hear outside the door suddenly the pounding stops and there is a beeping that begins and you hear stand back citizens we'll be in there in just a moment i think uh, the camera cheats to alejo in this moment and alejo smirks under the helmet and just says all at once buddy cd what you're doing now you've had this moment of triumph cd's smiling and through the tears and they like they had kind of like in the sim like turned around to face this onslaught but now they've turned back to the amorphous polygon polyhedron and 
virtually and is like, okay, don't have much time left. You stand before the pulsating polyhedron and the lock that keeps it in place. You can sense almost as if it's trying to speak to you, but can't. Let me get that for you. Now, I want to know, is this doctor to to try to unlock this? You tell me. This is a patient in front of you. Yeah, so doctor. Okay. I think you're going to have standard effect on this, but you are still in a risky position. Um, How many gambit? Oh, one gambit. Mm. Yeah, I'll use it. <laughs> use it. Go crazy. Oh, the... Yes! <laughs> how do you unlock this big virtual padlock? Yes, 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 yes. Um, well, again, this is CD as Anubis, and... Um... <sighs> oh, I'm trying to figure this out. Are you going to weigh it against the feather? <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that. It doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah, let me, let me just decide if all these people deserve to be free. <laughs> CD, uh... A key appears out of nowhere um, in CDs after cracking their knuckles. uh, A key appears out of nowhere um, in their hand. Yeah, they are often carrying uh, a ka, a ankh, however you want to pronounce that. An ankh, yeah. Yeah, that's a symbol. Let me double check. I can't spell. A-N-K-H, an object or design resembling a cross but having a loop instead of the top arm. Use in ancient Egypt as a symbol of life. <laughs> Insane. It all works yeah. out full circle. So what appears in CD's hand is a ankh. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. And yeah. CD kind of takes it and puts it into the lock like a key and turns the lock uh, and unlocks it. And the key and the ankh kind of disappear breaking apart into little pieces and float away in the sim. The chains and the lock dissolve as if made of like an ectoplasmic mist and the polyhedron pulses once in still for a moment and then explodes. And there's this rush as the memories locked up here race throughout the station, forcing their way back into the minds of everybody who lives here. The moment that they touch the sim the moment that they are connected to any system which everyone is all the time and cd all of your memories flood back at once everything you had forgotten or been made to forget alejo you find yourself immune to this effect because of your human body but you feel terry's armor twitches and seizes around you for just a moment before it can move again Augustus, you remember everything, everything you've ever done. And outside in the hallway, the beeping stops. And instead, you hear the voice of Whiskey Tango saying, What what did they do to me? I'm guessing a lot of people can feel their sins crawling up their back now. Um, in the sim, is there some sort of entity there now? For a moment, there is. You can see a figure before you, and uh, the figure has six arms and reaches one of them, the middle one on the right side, out to you and briefly touches you on the forehead. And their voice rings out in your head as they say, Ongzuo thanks you. And then they dissipate into the system as well. 
Oh. How are you doing, Augustus? I'm all right. This was this was fitting. Uh, I, I I acquiesced to the will of the dice lords. Your character has remembered everything. What is Augustus doing, or what does Augustus feel about all this? I think overwhelmed to the point that they're probably not even getting up. I mean, I think it's uh you know very much a crushing failure from the present situation but then also just you know like a centuries of memories flooding back i think augustus is definitely uh one of the the people that took advantage of that memory technology to just routinely like scrub whatever they didn't want to remember mm-hmm. oh that makes sense thinking of augustus uh, as we know them um cd is there anything that cd had forgotten that has come back in full force now hmm. Becoming a robot. Okay. Is that something you want to talk about? CD was part of the army and a medic and volunteered to go through with it um, to a degree. And I think CD remembers the pain and then waking up and everything being different. I think CD remembers... um, Sorry. It's okay. Do you want to come back to this? Um, or just leave it at that? CD remembers um, looking down at the habitat and crying. I think you hear those tears, those cries echoed in the hallways and throughout the buildings outside. And standing in this unspace as the memories unspool around you, you can feel anger. You can feel sadness. You can feel despair as people's memories flow around and past you and return to them. And everybody begins to remember everything. And most people are in tears, overwhelmed either by, you know, happiness of memories gone or the bitterness of memories gone or the anger and rage that they feel about what's been taken from them or just in general overwhelmed by this rush of sudden memories. And Alejo, you are the only person right now in this whole area who is not affected by this. What do you do? I execute Augustus. Velvet? Hell yeah. Go for it. Okay. Do we want to leave it at that? That's a pretty cold ending. I love it. <laughs> yeah, savage. Uh, uh, CD does not is not aware. CD's not looking. No, you're caught up in some things right now. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of this session. And to the end, for now, of the stories of these characters. I think uh, epilogue-wise, Alejo, you're able to take CD and essentially walk out of this building. No one is able to challenge you. I also kill Whiskey Tango. Whiskey Tango is on his knees. Uh, He has his hands on his face. They are digging into the skin part of his cyborg body and there is blood coming down his arms as he is full out sobbing. And um, yeah, is that the end of Whiskey Tango? Yeah, um, I think Alejo is um, carrying CD, puts CD down for a bit and says, actually, I don't think there's any call for a one-liner. I think Alejo does it clinically and then carries on leaving. Okay. When you get outside, it's like the sounds that you can hear are not the usual sounds of this place. It's just occasional moans and cries and sometimes laughter, whether hysterical or not. But everybody is 
currently being just awash in these literal centuries of memories, some of which they have not had in them for years and decades and even centuries as well. The things they are remembering, the things they chose to forget, the things they never wanted to know, and the things the solar free state didn't want people to know or remember. And yeah, Terry is there. The three in one have all now been liberated. Is CD aware enough when they get back to uh, sit down and hug some people? I think we're not going to go into detail right now, but we can see like as the camera is pulling out at the end and the credits are getting ready to roll, CD doing these things like CD and Sarah hugging each other and crying and Harrow's not really knowing what's going on, but putting her arms around the both of you as well and holding on to you. Alejo, your, you know, your exoskeleton unfolds from around you and I assume it's probably time to get into that wheelchair again and enjoy the freedoms it gives you without the burdens of the exoskeleton. Yeah, it's all healing now. It's all healing now, we hope. And as we pull out, we see suddenly sirens begin to go off all over the sun as everything begins to change, we hope, for the better. Thank you all for joining me for the final session on this side of Spectres of a Broken Sun. When we return, we will see what happens outside and what uh, waits us on the battle between Hygiene Fleet the forces of the sun, and the people of Hablon. I've been Arp. My pronouns are he or they. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber, or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG, or visit our website at brokensunrpg.com. Today I've been joined by three excellent people who have told such powerful stories and improvised such amazing things today and every day that we play together. So please say thank you for the wonderful memories of this season to Michael Blood. Thanks, everybody. That's been me, Michael Blood, for Specters of a Broken Sun. I played Slip, who sadly departed but got their revenge. And I played Alejo, who is going to try to heal and make a better future. Uh, you can just find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. And thank you to Keekers. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, this is Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. I played Augustus. Uh, not... <laughs> you. You did. You played oh, Augustus. <laughs> oh, you you played him. You played him. Yeah, I did. You got gut. <laughs> I embodied CD with uh, they them. I am she her. And uh, boy, am I crying. <laughs> Ugh. We love you. I love you all too. All the love. And we are also joined by the incredibly talented and prolific Velvet. Absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. You're just saying that to make me feel better. Nah, that was amazing. My first PC death and very fitting. I'm surprised they lasted that long. <laughs> I'm a little bit relieved that they're gone because otherwise, like, I would have had to plan, like, bad shenanigans for them. Well, we, we talked about plans for uh, Augustus going forward into season three, even. So we had that ready. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was bad. <laughs> uh, I've been Velvet Faye Fair. Thank you all so much uh, for sticking with us both through this finale and also uh, just the show thus far. You can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. All right. That's it for, for this part for now. Yeah. So until the next time, all the best. All the best, folks. All the best. Bye.